Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, hi, and welcome. I am your host, Emigrant Awardner, and in my nearly 20-year career as a beauty and health writer, I have interviewed a lot of people: supermodels, entrepreneurs, authors, celebrities, and doctors. And many of these conversations had a real impact on me. And I'd come away feeling inspired, excited, informed, and really empowered. And at the back of my mind, I'd always think, I wish I could just publish the tape so people could really feel that conversation. Well, on this podcast, you get to feel the conversation. I talk with experts, guests, and a few friends who I hope will inspire, inform, and empower you, and maybe also challenge you. Whether you're looking for self-help, self-improvement, beauty advice, health insights, business know-how, or just some good old-fashioned life advice and a bit of a laugh. It's all here. Welcome to the show. My guest on this episode of the podcast is making a very welcome return to the show. It's Kirsty Rayner, who came onto the show around 18 months ago and during that conversation we talked at length about her areas of expertise and that was yoga and meditation and it was a very useful episode. I know lots of you really took a lot from it. There were lots of messages following the fact and 18 months, in 18 months a lot has happened and I invited Kirsty to come back onto the show because essentially she had to stop teaching because of an injury And rather than see it as an obstacle, Kirsty has used sort of the fact that her throne was life into something of flux. What she was doing every day had to stop. She took it as an opportunity to reassess, reevaluate and really decide where she wanted to move forward. And life has changed a lot. And in and amongst that, she has started working with a life coach and is also a life coach now herself. And because 18 months have passed, it seemed like the perfect time to really chat to her and find out how she really tackled having to make such a big change, which, and let's face it, change can seem so noxious and so toxic and such an inconvenience, but Kirsty really lent into it, embraced it and decided to let it steer her forward, which I really admire and I was really interested to speak to her about. So we talk about how the change occurred. We talked about leaving something so so meaningful behind, yoga and meditation that, I mean, she hasn't left them behind entirely, but she's no longer teaching them and what, what that meant about how she defined herself and now how she defines herself moving forward and how she really knew how to make decisions for a happier life, for the life that she wanted and how she learned to trust herself. And essentially this really quite incredible journey she's gone on in becoming a life coach and also working with one herself. So I just thought it would be so lovely to invite her back and to share an update because sometimes when I do these shows, it can seem like somebody comes to the show with 
fully realize that they've got a book out or they've reached a point where they're like, right, it's taken me a while to get here, but now I'm here. And so what I really enjoyed about this is that so much has changed and yet things are okay. That's what I think I wanted to take away from Kirsty's conversation. So I'm going to get straight into it. We did record this over the internet as we were in lockdown. We are in lockdown and so we couldn't be face to face. So the audio standard might not be what you're used to, but please do bear with us. Um, I really genuinely did the best I could with the audio files, but I really hope that you enjoy this. And as ever, if you want to get in touch, just do the beautypodcast at gmail.com or you can DM me on social media where I'm at Emma Guns on Instagram and Twitter and obviously that Facebook group, which you can join via the link in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming this podcast. But it really is such a delight to welcome Kirsty Rayner back onto the podcast. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome you back onto the podcast. Kirsty Rayner, how are you? Oh, thank you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm thrilled to be back, actually. I was just saying to my friend earlier, I was like, oh, I feel really nervous. And I was like, why? I get to just chat with Emma again. So it's great. Excellent. Well, I always love chatting to you and many of our conversations are not public, but we're having another chat on the podcast. And because really, when you last came on the show, it was very much the focus of our discussion was about yoga and meditation, because that was where your heart really was, wasn't it? You were teaching and it really was something that was so important to you personally as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then since then quite a lot has changed and the reason why I asked you if you wouldn't mind coming back on the podcast is because I think there is a lot of value in sharing these conversations when a lot of people might have listened to that last conversation and thought well she seems very much entrenched in that lifestyle that's exactly who she is and that's that's her path is laid out before her and a lot of us can feel Mm -hmm. like that but something started to sort of niggle at you and you began to get what I keep calling itchy feet, which I don't think is the right expression. But you started to feel as though you needed to make some changes, even though on the surface everything was great. And you have made some really significant changes. So you are now a uh, well-being coach. Did mm-hmm. I just screw that up? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, yeah, yeah. I'm, I guess, trans, well, transformational life coach and well-being expert. Yeah. Okay, so take us back. So last time you were on the show, you were talking very much about yoga and meditation, about Mm -hmm. its benefits. But Mm -hmm. behind the scenes, you were also having some struggles. You had um, some chronic pain because of a hip problem, and that was really Mm -hmm. impacting your ability to be able to do your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I ran a half marathon. To all you runners out there, how do you do it? I was like, I will never run again after that. It was the hardest thing, (laughs) the hardest thing. And um, unfortunately, because of that, I had to have hip surgery. I had a label tear across my um, socket, which meant I got like bone to bone compression. So imagine like I'm trying to teach yoga and every time I teach, I know that I'm making it worse and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, And it was really, really upsetting, you know, being at the time when I did that, how old was I? 30, 32, I think even. 
And, you know, I was like in the prime of my teaching, you know, I had so many great opportunities coming up and I was just loving it. As you know, I was like immersed in it, wasn't mm. I, my whole life. Um, and so I'd leave, I'd teach a class and then I would have to soak in the bath and cover myself in like these different strips, tape, heat, cold, take so much ibuprofen, rest, then try and teach again and this same process. And I kept it quite hidden because... I'm not really looking for sympathy. Like, you know, people have much worse things happening, but it was physically impacting my work every day. Um, My love for yoga has never changed, but I started to resent teaching and especially early morning classes because you're a lot more (laughs) stiff in the morning. Like you wake up a bit like the tin man, you know, (laughs) I need to get moving a bit. And then I was like, oh my God, I've got to go and teach. And, you know, often where I would walk to go and teach people locally and, um, by the time I even got to their house, I would be in pain and have to try to to hide that pain all the time. So, you know, I got thinking about what my contingency plan was going to be. And like I said last time, I think, you know, I'm very much all about the feeling, you know, the, the meditation and the yoga creates this feeling inside you that is the gift. It's not the poses, it's not the movement, it's the, it's the whole like bo- mind, body, soul, you know, and it's, that gift is still available to people. I just now have a different way of sharing it, which is how I try to think about it. Um, and I was having so much physio, you know, and I'd have physio every week. And then we kind of got to the crux of it that you're going to need to have hip surgery. Um, and the physio is going to help you to a certain extent, but that's it. That's your cut off. So I thought, well, that's it. You know, I really need to start to think and like peel back the layers. Like what actually is my passion? You know, where do I see myself in five years? And I often say this to people when I work with them. And I was kind of neglecting that for myself, I think because I was in denial. And I was like, yeah, like I'll have my hip surgery. And then four weeks later, I'll be back. (laughs) And, you know, what an idiot. Absolutely not. I mean, me on crutches is a joke. You should see, like, I was getting so angry. Like, I'm just, it took me, I worked out five stages to get from making my cup of tea to sitting on my sofa with my crutches. I was just like, this is just not, I can't deal with this. So after seven days, I like, was like I'm not staying on my crutches anymore. I refuse. I tried to really, really push myself through my recovery. And then we went into lockdown. So I couldn't have any physio. Um which was quite challenging in itself, trying to then build up the strength and work with things online and, you know, bless the hospital, of course, that is way more important things, but they would call me for a physio appointment. And I was like, kind of not the same. Like, I really need you to help me. <laughs> I can't move my leg properly. Um, but now, you know, fast forward a while, it's got, it, it's so much stronger. I mean, I'm very much still in recovery. My yoga practice is 10 minutes a day, um, which is nothing compared to what it wow. used to be. Yeah. But again, like in that 10 minutes, it's still, it's just 10 minutes for me and I'm sat in my breath and I'm, it's, it's quite interesting. I feel like a beginner again, which is actually a really nice gift yeah yeah I know and to be able to kind of learn again and learn how my body feels again I mean me and pigeon is a joke now (laughs) I'm like like, these hips are like they need some time (laughs) but yeah but it's been a minute that's been a that's the physical side of it where I kind of got to where I am And, you know, there's obviously then the emotional side and how I was feeling in terms of my work. And my passion is truly to help people find this inner power that we all have within us. Um, I very much think of us as when we're born, you know, we're so innocent and so pure. And then 
life happens and we put up all of these layers around us and these defenses and you know it's natural and it's human nature but actually there is all that beauty inside and especially you know the beauty of womanhood is amazing like every year as I get older I change and I oh my god I embrace it so much like the person I am today is not the person I was two years ago and I'm so grateful for that um and so it was a couple of years ago as well that someone spoke to me about you know have you ever thought about being a coach and I was like no like who would listen to me as a coach you know (laughs) I'm like (laughs) it's like northerner is like running around everywhere all over the place Pisces you know head in the clouds and um (laughs) I was like, absolutely not. And they were like, but you need to think about your message you want to share. And so I was in a meditation and this kept coming through to me, this message from years ago that I hadn't even thought about. And so I thought, I'm just going to explore this and have a look. And then I found my ideal course I wanted to do, which was in transformational life coaching with Animus, who are a really well-renowned school. Um, It's a diploma, so it's a lot of work. I started it in lockdown as well. I figured, well, given I'm in the house 24-7 now, let's try and be productive with it and try and come out of lockdown, at least with this new skill. Um, And also because I had to slow down physically, I think it gave me that space. Uh, I couldn't unfortunately do my hour of exercise outside that everybody was doing and I would see people running past and be like you don't know how lucky you are (laughs) (laughs) at the same time it was this amazing gift and now I feel like it was my calling and I feel so so grateful to be on this journey now and get to share this work but in just such a different way it's really interesting. I find it really fascinating. And first of all, thank you for being very generous with all of that, because mm. I think we can often uh, feel, one can sometimes feel that you just want to get onto a career path or get into a role or what have you, and then the momentum will carry you on. And then it can feel very risky. And you've said your age, you know, early 30s, it can feel quite risky to suddenly mm-hmm. pivot or make a bit of a, or take a bit of a different direction. But the thing I found really interesting about speaking to you when we were catching up recently was that you just had a feeling in the back of your mind that things needed to change. And I wonder about being able to listen to that. And I know you talk about the gift of yoga as kind of the connection that you get with yourself. Mm -hmm. But how long do you think, if you look back now, I know that you're still going through or have uh, have you finished the coaching, the course now? No, No, not yet. It's still going on. Yeah. So this is still, we're very much in progress, but I wonder when you look back, do you think that you started to feel slightly differently about things? And one of the things you've done is you've moved geographically, you have moved from the big city of London, like you've moved out of London. (laughs) And that was something that was in the back of your mind as well, of this isn't the right place for me. So for me, really, in terms of creating uh, creating a show that I really want to be useful to our most excellent listeners. It's really about how you are able to hear that message that you're, you were definitely telling yourself mm-hmm. and not pushing it away and actually leaning into it, even though there was quite a lot of risk involved mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not knowing what the future was going to hold when actually your career as a yoga teacher, all of that stuff was very much mapped out and you had a definite mm-hmm. trajectory that mm-hmm. you were on. Mm, yeah thank you thank you for that um yeah I mean this comes down to a scarcity code that we all have within us so this is stories and narratives that we tell ourselves that we are not good enough to go into this role or it's it's this 
imprint of fear um and it's very much what happens in society you know we are we are born we go through university perhaps and then we're told you start your career you climb your career ladder you have children at this age you do this you do that you live here then you buy a house at this age and it's just all for want of a better word just a load of crap that people tell you like honestly I'm I'm 35 now um and I feel blessed to be able to do this course now. I think that actually having this wealth of knowledge through my 20s and things that I definitely wouldn't repeat, things that I learned from all these life lessons are what creates the foundation for you to be able to move and ebb and flow into something new. I think that it is natural to be apprehensive. Believe me, I was scared about doing this. I thought to myself, well, firstly, I've invested, you know, thousands of pounds into it. What if... I become a coach and nobody wants to work with me. And this is the narrative I was telling myself over and over again. You know, there are millions of coaches in the world, people who have done this for years and years. But actually, each one of us has this unique gift and people gravitate towards you and people are on your level and people need to hear your voice. Every single person has something to offer you know, and I always talk about this, for example, with social media, you know, and we have these influencers and people over, as I don't know, what is it, like 10,000 followers, you're a micro-influencer or something. But if you have a follower, you are an influencer. You have an influencer over somebody, that one person that you're talking to. The numbers don't matter. What matters is your gift and your voice to give to people. And it's so powerful. And again, it comes back to finding this inner power and people having these layers built up around them that I'm not good enough for this or I've, I've chosen this path, so that's what I have to stay on. And don't get me wrong, you know, as well as this is very much a dream and something I've thought of for a long time, I had to be realistic as well. Like, can I afford to step back a little bit and take time to do this and save money to be able to get there? There's all the logistical things to put in place. And I, and I understand that. And that's why I work with a coach to help me stay on track of my goals and my things that I needed to get to where I want to be. But honestly, like, life is short. And if you have this feeling in your gut, like, for example, you mentioned, you know, I moved out of London only, God, only a month ago, actually, just over a month ago. It feels like I've been back in Yorkshire for ages. The accent is coming back. Can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) People are like, wow, how long have you lived here? Like a month. Um, (laughs) But for me, London wasn't feeling right anymore. I I resented going into central London. Like I hated having to go in and I became, my world became so small. I was just in the area that I taught yoga in. I was in Southwest London. So really beautiful, like lots of green still. That's really important to me. Mm. But actually what was I doing? I wasn't really enjoying London. You know, in my twenties, when I used to work in media, you know this, when I was Mm. a stylist, oh, I was out all the time. I was loving life. I I was everywhere and anywhere. Um, And as I got a bit older, actually that just became less important to me and so I was talking and I was thinking you know there's got to be a reason that this keeps coming up for you um family are very important to me you know I moved to London when I was 21 uh, so I've never actually really lived in the north as an adult which sounds is quite weird actually um like for example I just popped around to my mum's for tea the other night tea dinner dinner (laughs) (laughs) this is what I mean that's a whole other conversation (laughs) That is. And I've never been able to do that. Like, even when I went to uni, it was in the north, but it was too far away. I just Mm. thought, oh, my goodness, I've waited to be 35 to just pop around to have dinner with my mum. Things like that just became more important for me and stepping 
out of London, allowing myself to slow down and be a bit more around nature. I live like 30 minute drive to the beach, which I grew up by the beach. It's really important to me, um, is, is amazing. And it's given me this opportunity to really delve into my work and kind of be out of the hustle and bustle. So, so far, so good. It's only been a month. You know, I'm sure I'll get FOMO when everyone's out of lockdown, but <laughs> for now it's good. So tell me about, you said that this thing kept coming up about, and let's use the example of moving, because I think that's quite a big, quite a big deal to decide, not just to move, but to actually relocate completely from one of the biggest, most bustling cities in the world to Yorkshire, which is lovely, but it, it, it ain't London. Um, when you said it kept coming up again, I very much believe in that whole thing. Of if, if you see something three times, if something sort of keeps hitting you in the face, you have to act on it. Mm -hmm. have you heard that one before Uh and I wonder if it was a similar thing for you like what started out as being quite maybe a quiet thing of maybe just the thought of oh wouldn't it be nice to move back to Yorkshire one day did it become louder did it did it change shape and then how when did you instinctively know do you know what now I have to act Mm, mm, such a great question um you know it was little signs kept coming up for me so for example normally when I've been to Yorkshire I'll go for a weekend I am ready to get back to London I'm like I need to be around people I need to be around noise and I kept going back up north and I didn't want to leave and I, I remember I would go back on the train and there would be this like knot in my chest and I think now I've got to get on the tube and I've got to do all this and I just I don't want to be around this and I've left all my family um and all of this calm you know my friends used to say to me it was so funny when I was in my 20s they'd be like yeah she goes back to Yorkshire once every six weeks for some R&R for her parents <laughs> she needs to relax get out of London then she comes back all recharged and it was probably right um and then when we were, I was in London things kept coming up like I kept meeting people from Yorkshire And this is, okay, so I have a few friends who are from Yorkshire who now live in London, but I was meeting random people from Yorkshire. And they were like, we've just moved down. Oh, it's really different. And I was thinking, oh, okay, they've just moved. They've just moved. Okay, they're a bit older. How are they finding it? And I was having a conversation with them. They're like, yeah, we're probably going to do a year here and go back, you know, because Yorkshire, like the whole vibe and the people, like, you know, Northerners are very chatty. I mean, how much? (laughs) chat (laughs) ridiculous my poor partner in lockdown with me um but like that friendly vibe I was really really craving um and so it kept coming up for me and then everything that I was seeing like I just started to look at different apartments and different things that were happening and then this amazing apartment came through from York I wasn't even looking for it I don't oh god it's so bad I don't really remember how this happened this amazing apartment, which is where we're actually living now, um, which is in the old Terry's Chocolate Factory. Um, yeah, I know, I know. What a story. So, yeah, I mean, I'm scared that it might be haunted. I won't lie. This is a whole other thing. <laughs> That's a bit of a worry. But apart from that, it's, yeah, it's stunning. And it was over, you know, two floors and you and you go up onto the main floor and you open these huge floor ceiling windows and you stare out onto green and onto the race course. So, you know, you can have like race day drinks, party, whatever. But then also you've got all of the nature right by you. Um, mm. And this apartment came through and I was like, I don't care what it takes. Like, that's where I want to be. That ha- That has to be the apartment interesting Mm. interesting Mm. okay and so that was that was the thing is like it just got louder and louder and louder and then almost it was as though oh and here's somewhere that you will love to live and you were like okay I'm gonna go for it yeah talk to me a little bit about because I definitely struggled with this when I left magazines because I had always been 
Emma from insert magazine role slash title slash whatever here and when I went freelance and I used to phone up brands and I would say hi it's Emma they say where from and I'd be like blunt um Kent I didn't know what to say because I didn't want to because I because obviously they wanted me to say a magazine title and I said freelance anyway but I definitely struggled with um a, a loss of sense of identity through my job because I for 10 years I'd been a somebody from which mm-hmm. and the from bit had been like the thing that got me into the room if you like if you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it was a bit of a struggle so I wonder for you going from such a physical job mm-hmm. and very much being like I guess I if someone had said asked me to describe you I would have one of the things I would have said is yoga teacher mm-hmm. I wonder how you adapted to a sort of new sense of identity or or was that even something that you had to tackle that's so interesting because I haven't really thought about that until you said that um I think because in my mind it's just become this really natural flow so people who follow me um we have connected a lot even through lockdown because I started doing live little meditations every day um and so they don't know me for teaching yoga um but they're still kind of along for that ride um and I mean meditation is my passion for life without meditation I probably wouldn't be where I am today or the person I am today and so I very much kept that in my messaging um and unfortunately you know the physical sides perhaps for now the yoga practice has fallen away but the message is still very much there so I hadn't really thought about that and because I've always been worked for myself and kind of taught at a couple of studios or worked with I'm very I'm very lucky to work with Sweaty Betty so you know taught at festivals with them and things like that um it's kind of felt quite natural but I do know what you mean like even at the beginning when you're like what do you call yourself I'm like what do I call myself that is a great question (laughs) something that I definitely need to work on (laughs) it's one of my questions listeners whenever I start an interview or before I start an interview I always say oh what's your preferred descriptor and it's really interesting how the majority of people will pause and they'll either be slightly embarrassed to call themselves what they are because I'll be like oh god do I sound like a moron calling myself an author but I found like do I sound like I'm being you know Billy Big Bollocks or that it'll just come to them really naturally but I'm definitely the person who goes I don't know podcaster writer I don't know creator <laughs> so dithery about it it's quite difficult to actually kind of I think it can be quite difficult to say what you do sometimes Mm. weirdly. Yeah. And that's very much my messaging. So, you know, I've just relaunched my website and I wrote, I had to write like an about me page, which is just cringe, isn't it? But actually I wrote like a a lot of text about my style of coaching and what I offer. But then also I wrote just five facts about me. And the one I put down was CEO. And I thought, you know what? I am. I have my own business. I run my own life. I am in charge of everything I do. I am. And I'm going to own that. And when I wrote it, I was like, who do you think you are? (laughs) Like, for example, when I worked at Stylish, you know, a CEO was, was a man in a suit, you know, kind of thing, but very much like I'm in charge of millions of pounds worth of business, which I am definitely not. But I was like, actually, I, actually I am. I am those things. And it's that, again, that scarcity code that comes in that you don't want to step into your inner power, which is what my message is all about. So I, if I can't even do that, how am I going to teach that to somebody else? So yeah, 
that's what I said so, now. <laughs> and when we spoke last week, you told me you kept talking about limited, limiting beliefs. Mm. And would you mind describing that for listeners? Because I think we can get into these almost sort of ruts or grooves of talking about ourselves in a certain way. And what I understood from what you were saying about limiting beliefs is that what that can actually do is it closes doors you don't realize were open to you because you've just got into this way of talking about yourself or thinking about yourself that means that you're going to miss an opportunity that might be perfect for you because you've limited yourself is that kind of the vibe I mean you nailed it yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) for example you know I work with a client at the minute who wants to launch her own business and will sit there and say well I'll be no good at it and oh someone has already done this it's been done a million times why me these are things that you tell yourself that limits your true potential um I'm not good at meeting new people or I'm not good at communication well everyone's good at communication you just find the right people to communicate with and that's exactly what it is and it's so natural and it's so normal and it is the society that we are in that sometimes people have this thing that if you speak loudest and you shout the loudest and you talk about yourself and your business the most that means success and that's just not true it's I would rather work with somebody who is so intuitive and so in tune with what they want their passion whether they have just begun they have a time an Instagram account with five followers who cares but they are on their mission and they are going to achieve their goal and how empowering and how amazing is that rather than someone who just shouts shouts and shouts at you you know working with people who truly care about each other care about the world care about the greater good is more important than limiting yourself in believing that well that person has you know a huge website and a huge following or they've already started a podcast for example I can't do that yes you can you need to just be so succinct and so ready this is my goal this is my mission in life and I'm just going to talk about it in my way and I'm telling you like the universe works with you people will flow towards you people will find that empowering and inspirational and it's and it's those things that you need to always look out for you know for example when I hosted workshops my worry is that the people who need the most help or guidance in coaching are the people who are the quietest and don't come forth and don't say things to you. So I was like, well, how can I reach those people in a really special way? And often I try to notice people who don't have their video on, on a call. And it's often those people who don't want to be seen. And there's a deeper thing there and a deeper message. So I'll reach out to them and talk to them. And whether we end up working together or whether we don't, that's because I'm trying to help people find their inner power and their passion. And so from that, you know, you're starting to break down these little beliefs that they've told themselves over years. Excuse me. That's my throat chakra coming in talking about that. I'm telling you now because I just don't want people to feel it. (laughs) Honestly, it's the story that people are telling themselves um, and have been told by people. And whether it's been, you know, relationships in the past, even parents, friends, friends not supporting you in your business ventures, um, We've all experienced it. I've experienced it and have found a way to break it down and overcome it. And it's a journey and it's your life's work. And that's what makes it so amazing. If someone's listening to this and they're thinking, maybe maybe they've heard a few messages and they've thought about doing something, but they keep sort of pushing it, pushing it away. Is, are there any words of encouragement that you can give them to say, just lean into it a little bit? Because you don't necessarily have to make a huge change and move house, <laughs> but you can, you can sort of try it on for size. Are there any, any ways that you would suggest people? And by that, I mean, I'm guessing it's about just changing your mindset a little bit rather than taking a, making a, 
uh, an action plan, as it were, or even making an action plan, but not just executing it. Is there any way that you can try it on for size if you think that something is meant for you, but you're just a little bit tentative about leaning into it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the law of attraction, right? So we talked about this last time, you know, I love my manifestation and you can create and curate a life for yourself beyond your wildest dreams through your own beliefs. Um, and so if something is coming up for you time and time again, it's really time to explore it. I would definitely write these things down, write these signs down. Once you write things down as well, it's out of your mind, it's out in the universe. Things happen, you know, for example, like for example, me meeting those people from Yorkshire, like that has never happened in London. I whether I was putting out this vibe and attracting these people to come and talk to me, whether they were just northerners who wanted to chat or not, that's fine. But these things completely happen. Um, but also know that it is really scary to lean into something new. So I understand that and I get that. But there are tiny, tiny changes and tiny steps that you can make over the course. I mean, my whole move and change took two years you know, from the moment I started thinking about it, this wasn't a quick thing, a quick decision. It it was a good couple of years of really thinking and listening to my intuition and listening to my inner guidance and meditating on it. I know I talk about meditation all the time, but sometimes you can sit there in silence and just ask for a sign and it comes to you. I mean, I've had moments where... (laughs) I've been on the floor crying, being like, give me a sign. There's got to be a better way. And this is years ago now. I was a very I was in a very turbulent place and there and there was a better way. And now I am on that path that I was supposed to find. Just taking your time and not rushing into it. And there's no rush and there's no age. Let me just say that to everyone. There's no age that you should achieve anything at. Being a woman. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's so much pressure on age and this story constantly. And you can change your career whenever. You can change your life. You can move. You can start a new relationship. You can do whatever you want whenever you want. There's no pressure. I was having this conversation the other day uh, with somebody about how when I was when I first got into the media I was so excited that I wanted all the opportunities Um, which is really arrogant of me obviously but I just thought give me the big interview let me do the cover interview let me do this because I really felt that I I would have been able to do it but now obviously with like 20 years on the clock I realized that although the enthusiasm was there like you do earn those things and you don't like 
it's much better to get those opportunities and to lean in those into those opportunities when you do have the experience I think mm-hmm. <laughs> if they just they they I don't know they taste a bit sweeter so I totally yeah. agree with you about the fact that we can feel that you want to grab every opportunity but actually sometimes the opportunity is meant for you when it's meant for you and if it doesn't sort of necessarily happen on the time frame you think it should, I kind of feel like you've got to have the faith that it's because it's not the right time, but it's yeah. on its way. I love that. I, t- I couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I get it as well. I think back and I think, oh, you know, maybe I should have done this years ago. And I think, but you wouldn't have the life experience either. Life experience is priceless. You know, when we talk about emotional intelligence eq over iq don't we and actually without all of that understanding and have gone through you know traumatic times and dealt with significant uh moments in your life how are you going to really be able to hold that space for someone to truly understand so i think that it is it is right everything happens at the right time um you know and also at this time let's all just remember we're in a pandemic so really no pressure do whatever feels good for you right now because <laughs> right now for me it's eating donuts <laughs> watching netflix <laughs> and doing coaching and it feels great <laughs> so what i think might be quite interesting for somebody listening to this because if someone's listening to this and they're already kind of on this page then you know they're already there but what if someone's listening to this and they're thinking actually you know what you two I'm listening to you the universe doesn't work in my favor nothing good happens it feels like life is a real slog and I know and I know this feeling because I've definitely been there and it took a lot of work to sort of maneuver the juggernaut of my brain and my emotions from thinking that way and getting it to think in a more positive way But if somebody's listening to this and feeling that it all sounds too woo-woo or too good to be true or a load of old flannel, how can you guide somebody gently towards actually, because I do believe everybody can change their mindset and Mm -hmm. I do believe you you, you can move in this direction. I only say that from personal experience. But have Mm -hmm. you ever coached anybody or have you ever come up against anybody who has felt so negative so bleak and what would what was your advice to them and what would your advice be to anybody listening who is maybe feeling that yeah things aren't going their way and they don't know how to Mm. listen to the universe because all the signs they get are telling them not for you you're not going to get where you want to be you know it's all negative stuff how do you get them to see Mm -hmm. the positive I, I mean, I've been there as well, so I get it. I had a very difficult time a few years ago, so I really, truly understand um, and empathize with anybody who's in that space right now because it's horrible and, you know, you can see all these people putting up quotes all over Instagram and you can just be like, you know what, you don't understand what it's like and I get it. I've seen those and I've just shut my phone down. Um, but it, it always comes from a bigger issue. So it's things that you're dealing with, but you're repressing them and not truly, truly dealing with them the minute you actually sit there and look at your life and just take that step back I always give this um like vision imagine you're looking down on yourself from above so it's really really objective you can see yourself sat down chilling out but what do you really really see in yourself what is it that you're searching for and always come back to the principle and this exercise I do with every new client is to really work out what are your values in life 
you know, what is the most important thing to you in the world and no judgment. Some people might put money, abundance. Some people might say love, uh, kindness, having fun, going on adventures, whatever it is, it's your life. But when you work out what your key values are, maybe your top three, you then sit and look at how your life is right now. And are you living in line with those values? If you're not living in line with those values, for example, if you're in a job you hate, nobody's kind to you, you find that you try to be kind, you get shut down, your kindness is seen as weakness, which is often a thing that comes up, um, you need to think about how that is having an effect on you. And essentially, you are out of alignment. You are not staying true to your core values in your life. So no wonder you might feel like that because everything's working against you because that's not what you're truly searching for. It's such a powerful tool and you can even look online and just find a values exercise and it will list, you know, hundreds of words that might resonate with you and really pop out with you. You find when you show people a list, there's like a word that just jumps off the page at them and then they step back and look at how their life is and they think, okay, well, what are slight changes that I can make? Maybe you've had that friends that you've been friends with since school so you feel like you have to be friends but they're not particularly kind or perhaps they've done things to you that have truly upset you but you've never dealt with it you just repressed it because you don't want to fall out with that person or you don't want to disrupt a group and you're not being true to yourself so often if you feel like that it's because the universe is working against you because you're not working with your true values and your true beliefs in yourself um, and these these exercises and stepping back and taking these moments are so powerful, so beautiful, so eye-opening. I really encourage anyone listening to just take a few minutes and just really think about their core values and where their life is. It's it's really interesting because when you talk, let's unpick this first, kindness mm. is weakness. Mm. Because I see that so often, I've been guilty of that too, of if you offer a kindness to somebody, they might take advantage and think push over. Mm. So is this something that comes up a lot? The fact that you mentioned it makes me think that maybe it is and maybe it's something you you notice a lot with women. Oh my goodness, it comes up all the time. Um, you know, and because if you speak up and you say, I want to be successful, or for example, you know, on my website I wrote CEO, someone will be like, Who does she think she is? No, she isn't. She's just herself. And actually, I don't care. Like, there is being a kind person does not mean you are weak. In fact, I would say kinder people are stronger than ever because they are willing to show their vulnerable side to anybody. And how powerful is that? You know, I've always said for, for years now, you can't be confident without being vulnerable. You can't truly show yourself to then be a confident person to step into your power. And it often comes up with women. And it comes up with women in very corporate workplaces and um, even in the well-being industry, you know, you can find it's very competitive and it takes away the kindness, which is kind of what it's all supposed to be about, really, which is quite surreal. But anyway, that's for another story. <laughs> um, and I just see it as if you're a kind person, you wear your heart on your sleeve. How beautiful is that? How powerful is that? And anyone who doesn't say that is not somebody who should be in your life. Okay, so say you, like you just mentioned, you maybe you've got a friend, whether it's, you know, an old school friend who you're friends with because you've been friends forever, it's always been that way, or there's someone in your life who you feel, actually, this person's making me feel crappy. Mm. Are you able to ever reset the balance of that relationship or do you, do you just have to kind of distance yourself 
and only interact in it in a way that suits you? Or do you cut that person off? I feel like that is something that comes up time and time again Mm -hmm. when I talk to friends of challenges that they might have with someone close to them. But what do you do? What, Mm -hmm. what, how do you deal with it? Because do you have a big fight and make a big deal out of it and say, you make me feel like this or when you do that or when this happened, or do you, do you just gently move away quietly? Like, what's the best way of dealing with that? I mean, it's so dependent on the situation and the person. So obviously, if you're both quite in it, like a yang, like fire energy, perhaps having that heated conversation is just going to end in disaster. Um, but then again, maybe if you're both quite, you know, feminine energy and you find it difficult to have those conversations, you need to try to step into that yang a little bit more and trying to have the confidence. Because actually, nine times out of 10, people don't realize that they're doing that to you or upsetting you or being unkind if they do realize they're doing that to you and they are being unkind on purpose I would cut that person out I have cut people out I do not tolerate nastiness or people who are malicious or two-faced it's not the energy I want to be around and I have I'm fine with that like if I end up with like two amazing friends uh that's fine those two friends will be my life you know we'll be friends for life and it'll be amazing um but it's about having again that confidence to recognize that being vulnerable and kind is empowering so I would always try to have a conversation with my friend or somebody who is upsetting me because they probably don't even realize they have this amazing conversation things might change if they don't take a time to recognize that that's okay and that as we get older we all change and just because you've been friends for a long time doesn't necessarily need to be friends now I think the uh, friendship's going in ups and downs because people grow, people have different experiences. I think Mm -hmm. it's really fascinating. I think Mm -hmm. it's a really interesting dynamic. And that can sometimes be something that can present itself as a bit of a sort of crossroads, can't it? I guess if if somebody's role within a relationship or friendship changes, it's kind of reestablishing those Mm -hmm. lines of communication Mm -hmm. when the person has a new maybe outlook. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even things like social media, for example, like I, for a while, kind of suppressed my spiritual side a little bit more because it didn't seem like the right time to talk about it because something was out of alignment in myself. The more I started to talk about it, I would lose like 100 followers a week. And I really, really... I'd really just, yeah, at first I was like, oh my God, what am I doing that people hate? And I just thought, but actually they're just probably not my people anymore. And that's, and that's fine. It's not malicious to them. I follow on people and it's not, it's not a nasty thing or a personal attack. You just want to open Instagram or whatever it is and and be surrounded by people that you want to see. And that's fine. And being on your journey is the most amazing thing, whether it's a spiritual journey, whether it's a journey of self-love, self-compassion, you know, body, body image, deeper relationships, whatever that might be for you, your journey is your journey. And it's amazing. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's finding the strength to feel fine that perhaps somebody might not like you or might not like the person you're becoming. I'm being comfortable with that. And believe me, it's hard. <laughs> what advice do you give people then? I mean, you've gone through it yourself, but what, yeah. like if you're holding someone's hand through that, what's the, mm. what, what's the sort of, mm. what do you say? Yeah, well, it's beautiful that you just said that because when I talk about coaching, I say, imagine where two stick women stood together holding hands. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's like the collaboration. Um, So I have a girl who's dealing with this at the moment, actually. And 
coming back to your values and the person you are and the person you want to be and staying in that lane and staying true to that and focusing forward. So coaching is amazing because it helps you look forwards. It's very different to therapy, um, but it's very much like where you want to be, what your outcome could be. Having, Having that yeah, like I say, that friend, that person holding your hand to keep you on track, to keep you where you want your life to go. And it's fine. Like, I always think about that. Like, you've had to let go of that person for a reason, and it will serve you in a year to come. You might not see it now. You know, you never know. They might see the person you're becoming and think, actually, you know, at first it really bothered me, but now I find it inspiring. Like, what have you been doing? Like, can we chat about it? Like, I had a friend when I used to go to sound baths and, you know, when we were allowed out. Oh, I really miss that. Um, <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? It's so weird. Now they love it. Two years down the line, they were like, I get it. I get why you love them so much. I'm sorry that I judged you it's fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) and they really did as well actually for it but that's fine (laughs) so you touched on something interesting there about therapy Mm -hmm. and coaching being different Mm -hmm. so as somebody who has been through therapy I feel like therapy is about organizing understanding and making peace with the past so that it doesn't Mm -hmm. it it doesn't uh compromise the future or Mm -hmm. the present I should say but is coaching about sort of the other side of things about assessing where you are now and plotting a path for the future is it more is it more sort of future gazing Mm, well I mean yeah you just nailed it perfectly actually like therapy is very much (laughs) focusing my work here's done is focusing (laughs) on the past and coaching is very much um the future not to say that we don't look at things that have happened in the past because we really do because often like I said in the beginning you know we build up all these layers and that really shapes who you are but it's very much focusing on amazing outcomes and ways that you can change the path and trajectory of your life um through coaching and I can't recommend it enough I mean I have I invest in my own coach as well because I don't see how you could be a coach without a coach like you know you need to be very much in that space well Jen Sincero has been on this podcast twice she's the author of the you are a badass book I love series those. yeah and she is a coach herself but she has a coach and I remember the first time I read it I thought how can I take you seriously if you need a coach too and then it was only after I educated myself that I understood actually it's I, I really understand it. It doesn't invalidate a coach if they are being coached. No, I think it validates a coach because it shows your commitment to learning and evolving and evolving for your clients. So I will never stop studying and never stop learning. I There's courses, I'll, when I've done this course, I already know my next course that I want to go on. And it's all investing in yourself as a coach and investing in being coached helps you become an amazing coach for clients. How many times can I say coach in <laughs> but you know it it creates that you are this person you are this avid learner you want to educate yourself and you want to be that best like inspiration you can for your clients so can we talk a little bit about an action plan for listeners because well I mean there was this ridiculous concept when lockdown started that some because we had all this time in inverted commas uh, I just use air quotes listeners sorry um (laughs) because we had all this time on our hands that we should be doing the things that we previously didn't have time for. And that became like working out, uh, learning a language, learning a new instrument, all of these things. Um, And that seems to be a bit of a nonsense. I I, I thought that was unrealistic and an unfair thing to put pressure on people. But if someone's listening to this and they think, you know what, what lockdown has made me realize is I have, I, I want to take a bit of time 
to make a bit of a plan or I want to come out of this and be a better version of myself in whatever way that might be, whether that's professionally, personally, socially, whatever it is. Is there an action plan that you can maybe share or just advice that you can give? And obviously we will put the details to your coaching in the show notes because Mm -hmm. you are a coach, but is there anything as a real starting point for somebody who's kind of tentatively thinking, I want a piece of this action. I want what Kirsty's selling, but I'm a bit nervous. Mm -hmm. I just want to sort of feel it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, firstly, like we come back to this point, please have no pressure. You are living in a pandemic. You have no reason to feel you need to do anything other than get through day to day. So I'm there with you. And it's really interesting when I actually started um, talking earlier and I said, oh, you know, during lockdown, I've done my diploma, I thought, that could be triggering to some people. And as soon as I said it, I thought, actually, that sounds like I've gone, well, I've got all this time. I really haven't. I just chose to add a load more stuff (laughs) into my life because that was my goal for where I want to be at the end of 2020, whether there was a pandemic or not. I have not taken up any extra languages. I do not work out all the time. I can rest assured. (laughs) All these things that everyone is doing, I am not doing those. Um, And it's great. So, an action plan for me, first of all, recognizing how you're feeling and where you are. If you are completely overwhelmed and you think, well, I've got to do this extra thing now, now's not the right time to be even thinking about creating this. I think, again, like I say, coming back to kindness, being kind to yourself of the times that we are living in. I know a lot of people are homeschooling as well as working full time, as well as trying to create some sort of life that has some enjoyment still. Um, So yeah, be kind to yourself. If you're in that space, please, no extra pressure. Do not worry. If you are someone who is wanting to try to start to explore these things, definitely, first of all, do your research and work out exactly what your values are, where you want to be, and what kind of coach might resonate with you. There are so many coaches in the world, which is amazing, again, and beautiful, um, but some won't resonate with you. For example, I don't coach men right now. It's not to say that I never would, but I'm very much a feminine energy. I incorporate my well-being work into the sessions. For example, we do breath work at the beginning and the end of a session um, because I feel like it just draws us the energy together. Yeah, it's really nice, actually. It's really beautiful. A lot of hand-on-the-heart work because you feel that connection. You know, your hands are an extension of your heart chakra. So channeling back into that energy. For some people, that is not their vibe. (laughs) And that's completely fine. For others, they're like, yeah, we want more of this. And it's great. So working out where you want to be, who would resonate with you, and then doing some research. So the only thing I would say slightly about coaching is that it's not audited. So you can actually be a coach without studying. Um, And so I know, I know the face. I was, oh, she could see the face. She's going, yikes. So she's getting all the teeth <laughs> oh those gorgeous teeth so for me take the time to do your research find someone who's invested in themselves and has studied because you learn so much when you do these diplomas oh my goodness and I wouldn't want you to spend your money on someone who hasn't taken the time to do that you know um and then if you feel like you're in that space you know you've done your research reach out to someone and always try to have a discovery call with them so you know they should allow 15 to half an hour, 15 minutes to half an hour um, for free, perhaps. And then you can really just find if you've got that rapport, because it is just as important that you like your coach. If you don't like them, 
<laughs> and you sit there and you think, what is she on about? Like, she is not my vibe at all. You're going to resent and you're going to hate going to that coaching hour. You're going to actually think you have to go to it as opposed to you want to go to it. Like, for example, I have a business coach and I can't wait for that hour. And she's very straight talking and she's very, you know, there's no woo woo. It's very much this is what is happening in this session. And I come out and I'm just like, oh, my God, amazing. I know what I'm doing for my next week, you know, but I but I needed to find that energy that was quite opposite to me for that. And that really worked well for me. And then once you've got there, if you found that, really think about if you can afford it, if you can invest in yourself, if you can do it just don't think about it, do it. My advice to anyone is give it a shot. If it isn't working, you don't have to stay with that coach. I am telling you now, since I invested in being coached, which is uh, coming up to a year now, but a business coach quite recently, but another coach for almost a year, it's the best thing I ever did. Uh, It helped me recognize the person I want to be, where I see myself in three years, what I want to create, what I want to achieve, and not just professionally, but in my personal life, the person I want to be for my partner, for my friends, for my family, you know, hopefully I'll have a family soon. And and that would be something that the type of mom that I want to be, you know, and all these things are so important. My values, what are my key values and how I want to live my life? Um, and then from there, take your time with it. You know, it is a journey and it's so amazing. And all emotions are valid and welcome. I cry all the time when I get coached. I really need to see me. Bless her. She's amazing. But she's like, are you okay again? <laughs> but it just comes out. Or I sneeze loads. It's like I either cry or sneeze. It's really weird. Um, but that's just you letting go of things that you're repressing and you're holding back because you have to be strong and, you know, kindness is weakness and showing emotion is weakness and it isn't it's empowering and so you know give yourself that time and space to truly step into that and it will be amazing it it really strikes me as well that a lot of it is coming back to you and paying attention to you and I think one of the things that can be so derailing is uh the weight of other people's expectations Mm. or doing things whether that's taking a job or choosing it, you know, because of what other people might think if you do something that they might not necessarily approve of or like. Mm -hmm. So is that a big part of it, quietening that part of your mind that's so hyper aware Mm -hmm. of what other people might be thinking about you and what you're doing and your choices? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that again is this scarcity code and this imprint. So you can have this from your childhood, maybe. I don't know if, if your parents kind of, so much pressure on you to constantly achieve to constantly you know get grade A's and and study all the time and it made you resent that way of life it made you resent them even perhaps that's a code that's then that's imprinted within you and you've taken that into your adulthood um also recognizing that feelings are amazing so things that come up for you are amazing that's why I meditate every day and things that come up for me I mean some days I leave a meditation and I'm like jumping off the walls (laughs) so weird I've got that solar plexus that fire energy like I'm in my you know sacred masculine and I'm like yes this day we're gonna get all this done other days I come out and I'm like I'm just gonna lay down for two hours and I recognize that and I know what I need and I'm, I'm very in tune with my body and my mind now but again that takes a while and that takes time but listening to how you feel and then learning how to communicate how you feel is so important so for example when I started on a spiritual journey, there was people who perhaps just didn't get it. I mean, even now, some people don't understand what I do. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> Hopefully, 
that might help. <laughs> but but people won't get it. But also I think as well, I was quite defensive about it. And I was like, how dare you judge me? But I didn't really explain it. And I didn't talk about it properly. So for example, if you are investing in yourself and you live with your partner or your family or whoever you live with, your friends, talk about it. Like talk about the journey you're on, share it. People will be inspired and encouraged. And actually you're probably going to inspire somebody else to grow in that way as well. I know Emma, you've shared so much of your journey and you're such an inspiration to so many people. But again, to be able to talk about that comes from this real, showing this real vulnerable side, but being confident with it. And it's really beautiful. I think what I've understood about coaching from having spoken to you in this episode, and I really appreciate it actually, because I hadn't really cottoned onto this before. I always say to people, an investment in yourself is never a bad investment. And normally I associate that, or I say that in conjunction with like going to see a hormone doctor, a hormone specialist, because women, as we know, are sometimes uh, shooed away from surgeries with antidepressants when actually they need like extensive hormone analysis it's like well go and see an expert because that is a worthwhile investment or it might be about going to see a trycologist about hair loss which is something I also (laughs) have had an issue with but I feel like what I've understood about coaching is it really is an um, an investment in the nuts and bolts Mm -hmm. and it can it might not necessarily be that somebody has one session and says oh my goodness that was life-changing but it is like I don't know, being on, being on a journey, as you've said, and maybe previously you've been in a seat that was maybe at the back near the toilets yeah, (laughs) around some loud people. And by coaching, you're just kind of getting yourself into a more comfortable seat for your journey. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a complimentary beverage. You see where I'm going with this. I'm just sort of trying to make out, you can make make it a bit more comfortable. And a bit more, and and feel a bit more, feel a bit more like you're in the driving seat. I love that. I honestly, can I just record that and write that down? Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. It's exactly that. Like everyone deserves to be in the driving seat of their own life and their own journey. And you do not have to dull your light for anybody. So coaching helps you to recognize that, to help you unpick things. It gives you a really good like addition to your toolkit as well. I found when I've been in the thick of it, you know, um, mid-studying, working, moving house, thinking, uh, what are you actually doing? What uh, it, You come back to that and you have a coaching session and it realigns things for you and puts things into perspective. And you can achieve anything you want, but you sometimes need to be guided step by step. And someone, like I say, the stick women holding hands, you know, and just, I'm there with you. We can get through this together. And it's incredibly powerful so I think it's that feeling of knowing that someone's there with you actually on your journey they're they're there they're in the seat next to you by your side it's really empowering what I really like about what you've done because this really is like you've you've uprooted your life not completely because obviously like your partner went with you and everything but you've uprooted geographically you've made some really big changes and I know that the last time we spoke, the last time you and I saw each other was quite a while ago, actually. And it was, um, the, the hip was really bothering you. And it was, it could you could have seen that as a real setback to the course that you were on. But in actual fact, what could have been a setback has gone on to be actually a springboard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The irony that I definitely couldn't get on a springboard is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> 
absolutely not. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it's, you're so right, actually. Again, but that comes to a mindset thing, but that is me teaching me, believe me. Like that is, that has been my life's work to not try to look at the negatives or the, the sadness because I am very emotional and it, it took me a good year though to accept where I was with my hip like mm-hmm. and I knew and people said to me you know oh you'll be back in a couple of weeks teaching maybe six weeks and I was like on the inside yeah yeah I'll be back and I knew I wouldn't be back and, and I'm sure I will one day but not yet not till I feel comfortable in myself again and that's okay and actually stepping back and getting out of the physical body and coming really into my mind and my goals and my values and where I see myself in three years and five years I'm definitely on the right path now I was maybe stumbling on the wrong one for a while so yeah interesting. somebody said to me a little while ago just imagine that everything happens Imagine that you're in your own computer game and you're the hero. And so everything that happens, even if you interpret it as being, oh my gosh, that's a terrible setback or I wish that hadn't happened. Actually, it's happening to get you to the next level. If you can look at life like that, then nothing will kind of, you know, knock you over in the way that things can. Well, absolutely. I love that. But that's very much, again, living in the present, isn't it? So trying not to focus too much and trying not to worry that, oh, well, if I don't do this, you know, by next year, I've not achieved this. It's not about that. It's helping you set a goal where you are today, working on what you can work on today to get to where you want to be eventually in the future and not worrying about it. And it will change all the time. And that's amazing. I love that analogy about the computer game. I mean, I'm a massive geek, so I love (laughs) love stuff like that. So I love that. I'm going to take that as well. God, I've got so many nuggets for you, haven't I? <laughs> but it's really interesting. Like when something, like if something happens and I get an email that I didn't want, or like something, and I'm like, oh, and then I think, hmm, this is because there is a bigger plan. <laughs> <laughs> and there is absolutely there is a hundred percent. And I try to then shake it off and focus on what. But you know, it's easier said than done. It takes practice. And that's where coaching comes in. So listeners, the links to Kirsty will be in the show notes and obviously your social media and you're doing your, you're still doing your live uh, daily live or not daily, but you're doing regular. Yeah. I mean, I've moved actually off Instagram to host them on zoom and I'm doing one free a week every Monday evening. So I think it's quite a nice time for us to get together. Everyone dreads a Monday still, <laughs> you know, yeah, so you're home or not. So it's something quite nice. So yeah, I put them up every week so you can just sign up really easily um, and they're free and they're about a good 25 minute meditation actually, rather than just a few minutes on Instagram. So it's a bit better. Yeah. Okay. So I'll put all of those links in the show notes to you, your website, mm-hmm. where you're CEO, to your social media, Aww. but it's always so nice to chat to you and thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. because I know the past couple of years at times might not have seemed like they were going great but it's so nice to see mm. that actually everything is now pointing in the right direction and you've sort of you know rolled with the punches and made them work for you it's really nice to see thank you so much it's so nice to hear as well yeah you're right actually we've all been through a lot haven't we and give ourselves a pat on the back we're here today we're listening so it's good thank you so much emma you're so welcome come back anytime oh you'll regret that guys <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found that conversation with Kirsty and I helpful. If you want to get in touch with me, please do email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can always slide into my DMs on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns. Or if you want to speak to me and thousands of other listeners of this podcast, then please do join the closed Facebook forum. You do have to answer some questions and agree to the forum rules, but then you will be welcomed in with open arms by me and thousands of others of your fellow most excellent listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.